Welcome to the Malt Whiskey Trail podcast. This podcast is best enjoyed, responsibly of course, for Dram, the traditional measure of Scotch. Our shows can be found at www.maltwhiskeytrail.com, where you can also plan your trip to the world's first Malt Whiskey Trail. Now, let's get into the show. Sajavad! Sure. So um, I'm Steph Murray. I'm a member of the family that owns the Downs Hotel in Abelair. Um, and actually, having said that, we also own Hotel 1881, formerly Archiston Hotel, um, which sadly is not operational quite yet, but will be at the end of this year. So I'm kind of, I guess, officially titled general manager. Um, but that doesn't really mean much more than just giving me a title than anything else. I'm just a general dog's body. Um, is what I am in a family business. So, oh, um, can you tell me a bit just about the Downs Hotel? And it is a family-run business. How's that? And and how did you end up in Speyside? Uh, so yeah, family-run. Um, we so we've we've been here for almost nine years now, and um, we this was back in two thousand and eleven. Had a sit-down conversation as a family. We were all at various. Kind of junctions in our lives so my mum and dad had just gone into early retirement my sister and I had just finished degrees but it was kind of very central on economic crash so we were really struggling to get any um, jobs in our chosen fields and I was working actually at a hotel down in Glasgow and working all the hours that God sends with very little pay so we sat down and had a conversation about maybe doing or starting a business as a family um, decided that the cafe deli slash um, kind of bistro type thing that we were um, planning on doing down in Glasgow was probably too small a venture for all five of us because my, my brother was actually going to be with us at the time and that was going to be too small a space um, for all of our very large personalities so um, I, I think it was actually myself I'd suggested doing a hotel so we started looking and the Downs was about number five on a list of about 12 businesses that we saw. And knowing very little of Speyside um, before we came up here, it actually was one of the businesses, in fact, probably the only business that was doing very well in a very bad economic um, environment that was um, existing at the time. Um, so that kind of you know, piqued our interest and, and kind of led us to looking a wee bit more into seeing the potential in the business and and then subsequently, obviously, um, buying it. How did you find the move from the kind of hustle bustle in Glasgow to then Speyside? And was there a moment where you were going, actually, this is really, because, you know, you said you had very little knowledge of the area. Was yeah. there a moment where you are going, oh, my God, this is, like, quite a cool like location what? to be Done. in? Yeah. <laughs> Not quite, but... Yeah, <laughs> well, to be honest, um, actually, we probably did have that conversation. Um, we, we're 
we are full-blown city kids and um, we although we come from Glasgow originally um, we lived abroad for a really long time most of which were big cities so Hong Kong being one of them which is I think anybody that's been there knows that's like iconic city life and city living so coming up to an area that is kind of what in and of itself very rural uh, seemed like a strange decision to make for such city-based um, kids but when we came up here, um, I think first initially thought, oh my God, you, you know, there are tumbleweeds going down the road. This is so quiet. Um, but then actually probably very early into us being up here, we realised that there is actually, Speyside has its own unique hustle and bustle. Yes, it's not city hustle and bustle, but it's it's got its own little microculture. We'll have lots of people who are listening to the podcast who perhaps haven't been to Speyside before. But if they're looking for somewhere to stay and they choose the Downs, what would they what would they experience when they came? Or what you know? I know you've got an amazing whiskey bar. Can you yeah. tell them a bit about what you've got going on? Yeah, sure. So um, we are, or what we would refer to ourselves as, is a boutique hotel. So within that, um, we've operated a full renovation process. So it's kind of combining traditional and contemporary it's a really beautiful clean space um 16 bedrooms we've got uh yeah as you touched upon a, a whiskey snug that at this point in time isn't as it as many bottles in there as there would be normally but we've got about um 650 bottles in the collection mm-hmm. and kind of spanning not just Speyside but all of the classified regions in Scotland and also international whiskies and blends um, we've got a cocktail bar, M bar, um, which also has uh, kind of local local breweries, um, a sustainable wine list, um, lots of other kind of Scottish based and international spirits. Um, not sadly since the pandemic kind of hit, but we have had two menus. In fact, actually the second menu will be getting back up and running in the next month, but an a la carte style menu and then also a four course tasting menu. Both of those focus on what we can get from the local area as much as possible. But if it's not Speyside based or Murray Speyside based, then it's from wider Scotland. So we work with great suppliers that give us um, food either basically directly kind of almost like farm to plate or sea to plate um, as such. Um, But but beyond the kind of physical um, amenities that we've got, um, what people should expect is basically a, a, a family-led environment you know and, and I and I don't mean in the sense that you know you kind of come in and you you I don't know get treated like a member of the family I mean yeah I mean hopefully with, with people that we get as return business then absolutely that's probably how they would explain you know what brings them back is the fact that they kind of feel like they're a, a member of like extended family and um, but you know the the way that we want to treat people is is that um you know we give them the highest level of customer service or and that's what we aim for um and then beyond that that we've made you so comfortable and that you've loved it so much that you you know you want to return or you want to send people back here i mean one of the greatest compliments we ever get is that people say that they've literally felt like they've stayed in our family home for a couple of days and and they can't wait to come back and having joked about being a member of the extended family, we actually have so many return guests that they kind of feel like extended family members. You know, we maybe see them every couple of months and, and yeah, they just kind of get inducted back into the space, um, which is great. So yeah, it's friendly, 
friendly family orientated service. Obviously restrictions are lifting in the past couple of you know two years have been tough particularly for hospitality but do you have just you know the sun's out today and summer's looking slightly more promising than it was a month ago. Yeah fingers crossed. I know fingers <laughs> crossed for the weather um, but do you have any you know exciting opportunities coming up in the summer or any plans just in terms of your yeah, um, process? Yes, so we, we um, kind of pre-COVID, clearly, um, we would host events um, throughout the year. Um, so we basically had like an events calendar that would operate throughout the year, whether not just within the context of whiskey tastings, but, you know, for like broader, you know, beer tastings and wine and stuff like that. Um, but that's something that we're definitely going to be getting back to. So our first whiskey-based events event is in the middle of um, July we're doing a, a whiskey cocktail and barbecue event and it's the reason that we're doing it in the middle of July and not earlier is we were kind of we were a bit nervous about the restrictions and and what it would mean for the business and how possible it would be to host events but obviously we're now in level one and essentially we've, we've kind of reached a level of normality that is not something that we've had for a while so we, we really do feel confident that we're going to be able to host more and more so yeah, the, the first event is middle of July for um, with regards to whiskey, um, and we'll hope to have something um, each month after that. Um, so we've got a couple of events up our sleeve that we're going to, you know, bring out. Um, in fact, actually, the, the barbecue and whiskey cocktail um, event was so popular that I think we're actually going to do a second one um, because it sold out quite literally within the space of a day, um, which which is great. Um, you know, and that certainly speaks to an appetite that people have got for getting back to doing events and and you know kind of just meeting up with people that have a shared interest so we've started um a wine club and actually we probably are going to go down the same kind of route with the whiskey club as well so basically that just means like an event every six weeks um based around a theme um so we'll probably do that with a within a whiskey context as well um, and if, if people want to find out about these events, how, what's the best place to go? To yeah, to so our social media side of things, um, that's where we kind of update everything. So we, we've um, on our Facebook pages, so we've got one for the general hotel, so that's just um, the Downs Hotel, and that's on Facebook and Instagram. And also um, we've got a Dowins Drinks page, um, that's both on Facebook and Instagram as well. So the drink side of things, we'll always post first on the drinks page, but then we, we tend to share it on our general hotel page as well. But then beyond that, just send us an email. Uh, we'll be able to give you any details um, about what's going on um, and kind of keep you up to date with any events that we've got planned for the next couple of weeks. I mean, as I said, oh, sorry, next couple of weeks, next couple of months. Um, as I said, uh, the, the barbecue event, it, we probably are going to be doing a second one of that. Um, and then, yeah, just from there, we've got a couple of other events that we're in the process of planning. Uh, can't, I, sadly, I can't really divulge um, any information because we've <laughs> actually we're in the we're in the process uh, the process of con of contacting people that we're going to be hosting the tasting with. So, um, if I kind of say in advance what it's going to be like, and they say no, uh, then that's <laughs> a slightly awkward conversation. We'll be able to retract that information. So, um, but just yeah, needless to say, the summer is going to be. A lot better than last year um, in, in the context of getting together with people and yeah, doing tastings and, and sharing the love of whiskey again. Oh, it's so nice to hear about the expansion and just, yeah, that, that plans can go ahead and that things are still yeah. happening. Um, I think just finally, and I 
I ask this to everyone. Um, but sort of, what's what's your perfect day in Speyside? If someone was coming for one day and you just had to recommend a few things to do, and a distillery tour does have to be included, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what would you what would you recommend? I, I mean, I think anybody that's ever listened to me speak can can probably vouch for this. I'm a bit of a geek, um, and I geek out a lot on the history of Speyside and um, whether that relates to the whiskey industry in particular or whether it's just kind of on a broader scale of the history of the area. Um, I think that if I was doing anything, um, and this probably is like from a consumer point of view, because some of it might not be accessible to just the general public, but um, I would go to Glenlivet Distillery. They are situated in this beautiful area of Speyside. And so from the tour, you then can actually start, you know, do some walking around the area. And one of the things that I actually visited recently was um, this old seminary called Scallon Seminary, which is, it's been around since the 1700s and it relates to when there was a Jacobite uprising and the Catholics basically had to kind of go into hiding and it was a way for young boys and men to continue to enter into the priesthood. And um, it's just, you know, it, it wasn't something that I knew was up here and, and actually in a passing comment someone mentioned it and I thought, oh my God, that's fascinating, but I'd never I'd never visited it myself. So it was really nice to go there recently um, and kind of experience that. Separately to that, Strathila actually has this amazing um, archive department and it literally takes you through the history of whiskey making in Speyside and all of these names that come up over the last couple of hundred years of, of whiskey making, they literally have these like forms and files of um, when distilleries started and and any kind of um, you know grouping or union that they wanted to get together. You know they've got these these great big forms that have been signed by all these amazing people. That you know you look at the names on the on these forms and it's these people that you see on whiskey bottles. Um, you know that are still existing today and and they were like the, the bread and butter of whiskey industry back in the early 1800s so yeah fascinating to go and, and look at that so certainly something that I would I would do if I had a day off come back often you can listen to our podcasts on Spotify follow us on Twitter Instagram and Facebook for the latest news offers and exciting promotions Cheerio and